If you would like to support the podcast and get some extra content while you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast and sign up. From the rewatch to the Q&A, we will have loads of content every week. So sign up, patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast. And now, here's the podcast. Graham McDonald is an idiot. Sean Sheehan of severemma.com. He even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god. This is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome to the Severe MMA podcast. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. This episode of the Severe MMA podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Happy New Year's from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball is officially dropped, but that does not mean that you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time uh, you bring sexy back in 2022 and step up your game with Manscaped's performance package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who you trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for job. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code SEVEREMMA to get 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year, new you, and you, new you means, <laughs> means no pubes. Happy 2022 is time to ramp up your exercise and grooming routine this year for maximum gains. A six-pack is great New Year's resolution, but how about a six-pack for your balls? The man- <laughs> oh, Jesus. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 contains six essential tools for the ultimate below-the-waist grooming uh, routine. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawn Mower 4.0. That's an electric trimmer designed to trim hair. Uh, hair on loose skin the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts it also comes equipped with a 4000k led spotlight that will shine a light on the promised land in 2022 it's also time to freshen up down there in the new year the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer you already put deodorant on your armpits why not put them on this many as part of your body at all and also the crop reviver toner ball spray is absolutely fantastic start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to manscaped the manscaped also threw in their free shed travel bag where you can store all of that stuff also in it is the boxer briefs uh, the anti-chafing boxer brief from Manscaped, uh, and they will bring your boys down south to the next level. Uh, and also, the refined cologne from Manscaped, absolutely fantastic, pleasing fragrance. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SEVEREMMA at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code SEVEREMMA at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off free shipping. Manscaped.com promo code severe May. Have no regrets this year with our friends at Manscaped. Here is Shawnee Sheehan to take you in to the award show podcast. Take it away, Shawnee. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode actually. I'm not sure what number episode it is. Look on the um, look on the description there, and you'll see what number episode it is. Because we're recording this a little bit early. Because we are we are from the past. We are from the <laughs> past. It's now here, like the middle of December. Uh, but we have calibrated all our uh, awards for the year. Uh, there aren't that many big fights left. Although maybe this is a bad time to do it because there are a couple of fights left. <laughs> but anyway, we can edit it sure if something happens. But it'd be fine. Um, so yeah, we uh, myself and Graham have jumped on like we do every year to, uh, to talk about the awards, the severe May awards. It was the the biggest set of awards we've ever had this year. 
the most nominations, the most people voting. Um, and it was uh, a big, big fucking year. I have, oh, it's a lot of effort and a big, for, before we start, Graham, an absolutely massive shout out to all the lads that have helped this year. I I usually do it on my own and this year I just, I was too busy and I couldn't do it on my own. So massive, massive thanks to, to everyone uh, who, who helped put these together. They're, these are the toughest thing to, to put together in the year. So uh, Ian did a great job, uh, helped me out with the nominations, as did Quilcha, Harry and Andy. Jake did a fantastic job with the graphics. Uh, if you haven't seen them yet, they're probably out on Twitter already or maybe they'll be, they'll be coming out. Uh, if you're listening to this, maybe on Patreon, it might be out a, a day early. Um, and so as long as well as those lads, we had uh, votes from myself and you, Graham, uh, the former Cage Warriors, welterweight champion, UFC fighter, Cahal Pindred, and uh, the world's most versed man on, on mixed martial arts, Capoza, over on Twitter. So I feel like we've a, we've kind of a good mix there, you know. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time. I think Capoza is like our safety net in case we like completely missed any <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. extraordinary happenings <laughs> that he needs to remind us about. He, he also, as well, is a great help to me with the nominations. He has his lists and stuff, and he really, really helps me out an awful lot. So, um, fair play to uh, to him as well. Go back him if you're not following him. I, you, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are following him. I'd say, but uh, please, uh, please do follow him. Even cover severemed.com where the awards are, and his Twitter is linked there as well. So, a uh, big shout out uh, to all the lads for all the help. There's a, it's a, there's a lot of effort put into these awards from the you know from just tabulating it, going back watching fights, voting sending them in to me and he, me writing them out and everything like that as well you don't you actually do fucking nothing Graham when he sat on here and did the like <laughs> I have to make some tough decisions I have to make some, tough decisions, some tough decisions yeah so uh, if anyone hasn't listened to this before haven't heard us talking about our, our uh, awards process before um, there are nine people voting as I said and the winner because comes from the nine people voting so it's not me deciding not graham deciding actually this year i've probably um disagreed with the winners more than i have any year ever but uh we may, maybe that's a discussion for now maybe it's a discussion for another time but uh that's that's the way it's done there was one tie this year um and it was for the Emer- worldwide emerging prospect of the year uh, which we will obviously get that but we decided that uh, we went back with the severe May crew and everyone voted on just the two people who were tied. So if you had voted for someone else, let's say you voted for fucking, I don't know, Juliana Pena as your emerging worldwide prospect of the year, For let's say if you were mad, uh, then you don't get, that vote is gone and then you vote for the, the two people who were in it. And I'll tell you the two, Pico and Shemaev. So those were the two people. We went back and voted for them and we had the winner, which we will get to in a second. So, um, you know, it went pretty straightforward this year in terms of the, the voting and all, um, with as I said, that was the only tie, and we uh, we uh, broke down that tie pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's get into them from uh, from top to bottom. Do you know what as well? Before maybe we do get straight into them, it was a tough year to remember in in, in MMA. I think most of us would probably agree this has been the longest year of our lives. I feel like twenty twenty, everyone thought it was the longest year of their lives. And they, but we were kind of everything was new then, and it, all the the uh, the regulations and the washing your hands and the the vaccines and all of that was. And now this year is like, well, okay, at the start of this year, like, well, it's going to be gone now, and then it's not gone, and then it came into the summer, and then it came to the winter, and now it's fucking back full force. So I just feel like this year has been a long year and made uh, looking at MMA 
and looking back over MMA, I feel like even longer. Like Rebecca Hitman uh, had uh, Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sandhagen as one of the knockouts of the years in the nominations. And I was like, there is no way that fight happened this year. Just absolutely no way. But it did. So uh, you keep that in mind when you're uh, when you're looking at your maybe nominations. And also, if you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, let us know in the comments uh, what your uh, what your winners are as well. So. Uh, yeah, but it's been a long year, Graham, hasn't it? And uh, it's it's been tough at times to think of some of these fights and go back and watch them and or look at people's records and and kind of. Well, I know we'll go through some of our yeah. records here and, and see what people have actually done this year. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of checking to see. Oh, did that happen this year or did that happen in twenty twenty? And and when I went back and looked, a lot of it did happen in twenty twenty. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's been a slow year for for like you know for a lot of fighters. It's it's been hard to get to get to kind of you know, get consistent fights, obviously due to reasons out of, out of their control for a lot of fighters. So uh, that has definitely affected uh, maybe the progress of, of some guys uh, that maybe if, if they had been given more of a chance might have gone on to, you know, claim the title more um, comprehensively. Yeah, indeed, 100%. But uh, let's get straight into it. So um, first award is Fighter of the Year. Um so I won't go through all the nominations for every uh, every category because there's there's so many. Uh, but some of the people here who got nominated: uh, Cameron Usman, uh, Charles Oliveira, Cyril Gagne, Islam Makachev, Sergio Pettis, uh, Vadim Nimkov, uh, Ray Cooper the Third got nomination. Bruno Capilosa over in the PFL as well. Chris Curtis wins six and oh, I think he's well deserving of nomination and a couple more as well. Um, the winner, it turned out, in the end, was Kamaru Usman. I think a very worthy winner. Uh, beat Burns, Masvidal, and Covington this year. Defended his welterweight title three times. Beat his biggest rival. Uh, beat probably the maybe the second best person in that division in Gilbert Burns pretty comprehensively after a tough start. And also decimated Masvidal. So a really, really good year for for Usman there. I don't know if you want to give your votes or not, Graham, and I, I think we'll kind of half give him and half not give him as we go along here, <laughs> if we want to do it that way. But uh, Usman, a worthy winner, whether you agreed or voted for him or not. For me, it was, it was between Usman and Charles Oliveira. Um, you know, Charles Oliveira obviously um, kind of had a lot more questions hanging over him, maybe. Than, like, Usman kind of did what we probably would have expected him to do. He did it in style. Like, he got two really nice finishes and... Uh, quite dominant decision over over Covington but he definitely like is a deserved winner but uh, I think uh, Oliveira definitely deserves a special mention as well because he answered a lot of questions and stepped up in a lot of ways and had like you know huge fights that um, we, we maybe thought we'd never see him in and he was he was victorious in them so he was definitely up there for me as well yeah I I personally went for Oliveira uh, in this one, I won't reveal anyone else's votes as well. That's uh, another thing we don't do. Uh, but I will reveal my own because I it's me and I don't give a shit. And uh, I'm sure, Graham, you'll do some of yours. But I, I did go for Oliveira. I just thought the strength of beating Chandler and especially Poirier, the way he beat Poirier as well, was really, really good. The winning that lightweight title. I just feel like I feel like the, the Masvidal fight was kind of a gimme fight for Usman. Um, and... Uh, he still won it well yeah he did still win it well but I just think Poirier is a better fighter than all the lads you know he's beaten and I think Chandler is very very good as well very tight very I just I just feel like I just feel like what Oliveira has done is maybe a little bit more but it's it's very close toss of a coin between the two of them there without a shadow of a doubt uh, like I think other lads you know Hausch Maffeo as well Ray, Co- Ray Cooper beat 
uh, Rory McDonald and Magomed Karimov this year. What? Like, there are many people in the world, including the lads we just mentioned, who have beaten guys that good. That's a phenomenal year for him. So there were there were some very, very good guys. Pedispeed, Arculeta, and Haraguchi. So, yeah, there was there was some standouts there, I think, inside and outside of the UFC. Uh, but, uh, you know, Usman, the winner, very, very worthy winner. I think yeah. Oliveira, the, kind of the consensus number two yeah, there. Yeah, I, I went for Oliveira as well, but I, I definitely have no problem with Usman winning. It was a, it was a real toss-up. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, fight of the year is next one, and this one was almost unanimous, um, and it went to Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, um, which happened all the way back at UFC uh, 268. Uh, I, I've kind of I've been writing my uh, you know my my write up for the the article here, and what I kind of said on that was this fight. It's it started with everyone having huge expectations because it's two of the most exciting fighters of all time. And then they, they outweighed those expectations, you know? So you know it's a very, very good fight when that happens. This is a classic, like one we... I don't. I, one we won't be forgetting. I don't think there's some other. One if you if you have a friend yeah. who's kind of maybe not that into MMA yes. and you want to show them a fight, it's one you can you can pull up and but probably if they have if they have any inclination to be interested in MMA, it would probably get them interested. Yeah, definitely. And like it was, I, I think it was a year where there wasn't a standout fight of the year. I think like sometimes there is. This is without a shadow of a doubt the fight of the year there was some other very good fights and this this one you know was almost unanimous there was only one or two votes against it uh other ones uh yan versus sandhagen um nunez versus pina like that was uh, maybe not the best fight in the world but a very very um you know thought-provoking fight or an important fight as well so if you would like to vote that way absolutely mike davis versus mason jones what a fight that was yair rodriguez max holloway uh, an epic fight and so many more Bobby Green Fizaev Oliveira versus Chandler Volkanovski versus Ortega uh, Zhang Weili versus Rosnami Yunus 2 Shane Burgos B- Billy Quarantino uh, and and plenty more besides that as well um, I know my, my good friend Capoza had a, a, a list as long as his fucking arm going out for that one so that was uh, you know that was a, an interesting one and uh, the winner was Chandler versus Gaethje the next one the submission of the year this is the one I struggled with the most, honestly. Um, the winner for us was AJ McKee versus Patricio Fajera, which was kind of a knockout into a, a submission and a good submission uh, in the end, uh, which was, you know, was absolutely fantastic. Modified, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of the other ones, Andre Munoz breaking uh, Ronaldo Jacare Souza's arm, Anthony Hernandez over Rodolfo Vieira, the, the, the world champion. Uh, Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa. That was a, one of my personal favorites. I think that was absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, he submitted um, uh, Woodley as well, Matias Gamrat. I think he got one vote, actually, for his Kimura over Jeremy Stevens. Oliveira, obviously, on Paria was a great submission. Megamed, Megamed Karimov got an Ezekiel choke uh, over Curtis Melinder. Brandon Moreno and Davidson Figueredo. That was... That got a few votes as well. Uh, so there was some very, very good submissions this year. Not Another one where I don't think there was the standout obvious winner. Lots of these categories, there was obvious standouts. In other ones, there was probably six or seven different submissions that could have uh, could have won it. Was that kind of the way you saw it too when you were looking at your winner? Yeah, it was. And I think maybe, you know, just because it was a, a kind of a nice modified guillotine and it was a kind of coming of age moment for AJ. Yeah, context matters uh, in these as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the jeopardy and the context and, the you know, everything has to matter uh, when, when picking it. And you said there was no, like, you know, 
amazing first time twister or anything like that that just like you know stands out so uh i think you know the magnitude of the moment and uh, kind of how good he looked uh, in the fight and how how good the submission was and the quality of opponent and all of that matters in in me voting i voted for the winner of the, the one that ended up winning it in aj against people yeah uh, a very very worthy winner there uh next one then is uh is knockout of the year now this one there was lots and lots and lots of options here there was there was so many um I'll read some of them here. I'll go from bottom to the top. There was uh, Federer Melianenko and, and Tim Johnson, uh, Adriana Morais and Demetrius Johnson. The context of that matters a lot. Uh, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. What a knockout that was. I think when at the time when that happened, everyone was probably calling it knockout of the year. Um, and then we had a few more after. Rosam Yunus head kick on Zhang Weili. That feels like it was 100 years ago. Uh, Prohachka spinning back elbow. Remember that? And Dominic Reyes, Cameron Usman knocking out. Masvidal. Corey Sandhagen, Flying Knee on Frankie Edgar. Uh, there were so many, but the winner was Sergio Pettis versus Kyoji Haraguchi. And you know, context matters as well, I suppose, in this. And this is, this is uh, uh, spoiler alert, this isn't the only award this one wins. But to me, it was one of those ones where if I had seen this um, knockout alone, just the knockout alone, I would have thought it was uh, a knockout of the year contender. And then you look at the context. And I, I always say it for these votes, and we will, I'll make it a precursor of our voting system next year that context matters, because I think it does. Like, it, it has to matter. Otherwise, there could be knockouts from fucking, you know, Cage Bollocks 7 in Idaho, Nebraska, or whatever. Like, <laughs> that, that could win it, that are brilliant. Because, and, and maybe they should. Maybe that's the way you, you do it. But I, I, I feel like for these, we're severe MMA. You know, we, we are that website. You know, that, that's, that's us. We have a severe adherence to stuff. And I feel like that context should matter. And I think the fact that Pettis was a big underdog, the fact that he was down three rounds, that everyone had him beat, Kyoji Haraguchi had that fight won, and then he stepped over his head like a 19-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo and spun around and knocked him out with the spinning back fist. Beautiful, magnificent, majestic, wasn't it, Graham? Yeah, it really was. You know, I think, as you said, coming from behind in a, in a fight against such a tough guy as well, has a matter. It's something that he set up. It wasn't just in the moment as well, which I think added to how, how nice it was. Obviously, it's a spinning attack. I always like, I always like spinning attacks. Um, and, you know, uh, I said it about AJ, but it was a bit of a, it wasn't as much of a coming of age moment because I think we kind of knew that Sergio was coming. Um, you know, he's coming into his own. He's his own fighter, but he, he has been in the shadow of Anthony Pettis for a long time. And although he was the champion, this was like the toughest, toughest fight to date, in my opinion. And he was, as you said, three rounds down and it looked like it was, it was going to kind of play out the way it had, it had been playing out for the first three rounds. So, um, the comeback, the, the absolute beautiful knockout, the fact that it was a spinning attack, the fact that it was for a title and just everything around it, I think it definitely stands out for me and I, I picked it as the winner as well as the, it eventually going on to win. Yeah, 100%. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the next one here is the female fighter of the year um <laughs> it's not, not maybe not a tough one but when you look at if you had asked me this one two weeks ago it would have been a-, <laughs> a very different answer we're lucky we didn't do the, the podcast that early uh <laughs> yeah look i, I really threw some of the other contenders uh kayla harrison win four and all beat marais dandois fabian gordado obviously you know the, the quality of those wins uh held against her but she won the million pound tournament too 
uh, Stamp Fairfax went 3-0 in the one at him with uh, Grand Prix. Chris Cyborg 2-0 in Bellator. Valentina Shashinko beat Andrade and Murphy. You know, that Andrade win is a very, very good win. And Murphy, the number one contender in that division, so you can't take away from that. Rosenam Yunus beat Zhang Weili twice, claimed and defended the title, so that's really, really good. And obviously then the winner, you know, no, no doubt about this one, I don't think, uh, Juliana Pena, although she wasn't unanimous, someone else did get a vote. Um, she defeated the GOAT. Uh, and as I said in the article, to be the woman, you have to beat the woman. And I think she is the woman now. And the, like the second, the second Amanda Nunes moved those fingers and tapped, Juliana Pena was fighter of the year. It, it can't be anyone else really, Graham, can it? Yeah, absolutely. Like it was an absolute shock. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there wasn't. I think. Oh, I don't know if you retweeted it or you tweeted something about it. Was there a better who? What yeah, was it, put on, it was like, on 300, the three hundred and eighteen grand. I think yeah, it was on the. Um, it was on the broadcast at the start of the event. I think it was around 318,000, I bet, to win like 25 grand. <laughs> Imagine that poor oh, fuck. God. Oh, God. Sickener. Jesus. Absolutely uh, rotten. Uh, yeah. And, oh, God. That w- that must be that must be <laughs> sickener, no matter ma- no matter how much money you have. But, uh, yeah, Julian had a penny. You know, she, I think she had to win it. Like, there was no other option, pretty much. Yeah, 100%. Uh, then we got the underdog of the year. Um you know, Juliana Pena obviously up for this one again. Uh, Oak Ray Young beat Eddie Alvarez and won a few more fights. Glover Teixeira, f- you know, coming up to, to win the title. No one expected that. Patricky Pitbull doing the same to win the title. You know, coming back after losing to, to Quigley at the, was at the start of the year, early last year. Chris Curtis, 6-0. Bruno Capiloza, he's definitely one I need, I think is a standout this year. He's, quite, he's not going to win any awards, but... I think he deserves one. You know, a very, very good fighter. Uh, and Ethan Hughes as well. He was the biggest underdog of the year, I believe, in, in the betting. Uh, but the the winner of that, unsurprisingly, I suppose, is uh, is Juliana Pena. You know, when you um, when you beat Amani Nunes, we just talked about it, you, you kind of have to be the, the underdog of the year. You are the biggest underdog in the betting, I would suggest, apart from Hughes, I think, coming into that fight. But the context, again, matters. It was the greatest of all time. It was for the title. So, yeah, she wins that... Uh that underdog of the year, and I don't think uh, I don't think there's much debate in and even that the, the domination that she ended up having yeah. as well is is part of it as well. But yeah, basically for the same reasons that she won the other award, she wins this award. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, emerging worldwide prospect of the year. This one got a lot of different votes. Let me just uh, hold on. Where is my my voting now? There are a lot of different votes, a lot of different people, a lot of different opinions on this one. So. The winner turned out to be Aaron Pico. As I said earlier on, um, Shemaev was uh, tied with him. Shemaev did win this uh, award last year, so that's an important thing, I think, as well to keep in mind uh, because can you be an emerging prospect two years in a row? Now, Ian Gary won Irish emerging prospect two years in a row for the last two years, so you can, so it's not against the rules, but still maybe, you know, I leave people kind of decide that themselves, but a few people did vote for him. Few people did vote oh, for Pico. One, one, one fight and uh, a fight with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He won. He won vote of um, Tom Aspinall got a vote. Casey O'Neill got a vote. Ian Gary got a vote. Jiga Chikadze got a vote. So there was lots. Uh, Mohammed Makayev as well got a vote. So it was very, 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 very split here. There was there's so many people kind of uh, emerging at the moment. I suppose you know Makayev is the one maybe to look at next year. He hasn't fought in the UFC yet, so if he does get a few UFC fights, same with Gary. Maybe if he gets another few uh, UFC fights as well, maybe he will be in that discussion even further uh, next year. But Aaron Pico, the winner. Um, 
it's it's weird to think of him still kind of being an emerging prospect at at a stage. But I think the emerging prospect. Well, he shouldn't be, but because of yeah. his matchmaking early on, maybe it, it has caused him to kind of have to reemerge. Yeah, he has reemerged. That's exactly it. But he still only is eleven fights into his career, you know. So, um, th- this this award is really for that person who is moving from I think, con- um. It was moving from prospect to contendership. The one that is literally emerging. Not the one that's, you know, one or two or three and oh maybe, but that one that is getting to that next level. So I think, you know, the the, the spirit of this award went the right way because I think Pico uh Pico has been that for this year. He uh, he went uh, two and oh in the year, um with two two good wins. Um, uh, you know, Shemaev obviously up there as well. But I, I think you know, I voted for Pico, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. I thought he was the, um, you know, I thought he was the the, the rightful winner. I I can't argue against any of the other ones. Though. I think there's there's a lot of a lot of good ones. So um, yeah, fair play to Pico. We will. What we're going to do is we're going to keep all the Irish awards for the end, so we will skip over them for a second, uh, and then uh, finish off the the second half of the podcast with them. So we're going to go down here now to Coach of the Year. This one is always a tough one for me uh, because I don't really pay attention to that side of it much. I know a lot of the other lads did, and this was one that every single person, not to give away anyone's votes, but everyone voted for Trevor Whitman. Uh, other people up there as well, Fernand Lopez from the MMA Factory, Rafael Cordero, Eric Nixick, uh, Safe Sayud. Um, uh, Javier Mendez from AKA, Eugene Behrman but I just think Graham Usman Rose Gaethje that's just too much talent to have on your roster if you're a Trevor Whitman and not win isn't it yeah it's been a great year for him and it's you know um, a lot of a lot of the other coaches have had good years as well but I think you know it speaks for itself when you know I don't think I don't think many of the the categories everybody voted for the same thing but Trevor Whitman obviously as you mentioned his fighters are at the top of the game and he's uh, he's the obvious winner for me yeah indeed um, next one is the uh, the upset of the year this is Maybe this is one of those ones that's null and void because it's underdog upset is is very similar. But um, Juliana Pena did win it in it anyway. But this maybe is more more for the fight. You know, if Juliana Pena had just won the the title, maybe uh, you know she wouldn't she wouldn't have won um, you know, this award. But if she had won a very close fight uh, and not just the title, maybe she she would be up for it. So I don't know. It's maybe some years it makes sense, some years it doesn't make sense. Maybe we look at that going forward. Let us know what you think as well. Um, there's one or two other awards we're thinking about bringing in as well. Maybe this one would be the one we would, we would get rid of. But I think maybe this year is an outlier where um, you know there's always going to be a bit of overlap. But anyway, um, Pena wins it again for uh, defeating Amanda Nunes. But there was other ones. Um, Rick uh, Yoon Oak, as I mentioned, for beating uh, Eddie Alvarez, Adriano Martinez, or Adriano Morais, even for beating uh, Demetrius Johnson, AJ McKee over Patricia Pitbull, but that wasn't really an upset for me. Jan Blahovic over uh, Israel Adesanya. Never forget that that was this year as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Chris Curtis over Phil Hawes, Gleason Tebow over Rory McDonald. Although we'll get to that one later as well. Uh, Turns McKin- uh, McKinney. Uh, you know, he was up for, I think, comeback as well, just for his life in general as well. He's one of those guys who's had a, a tough life, but it's come back well. Uh, so, um, you know, unless you had the Chirico as well against uh, Yaki and Buckley, another upset. Um, but yeah, it has to be Pena really grand, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it kind of this year kind of falls under the, under the same category as she's already won, but you know, as you said, some years it might not. But uh, yeah, I think you, you mentioned some surprising, you know, Adesanya and Jan was definitely surprising, but the shockingness of the the Pena Nunes, just how bad Nunes looked, uh, and 
how Pena kind of broke her so easily. Uh, that was definitely the, the upset of the year. Just the whole, yeah, you know, had to be pound for pound, woman, best woman ever going in and getting getting beaten like that is, is definitely the most shocking and biggest upset. Yeah, 100%. Um, the comeback of the year is next, and that's also a repeat winner, but this, we don't usually have the overlap in this one, but it tells you how special it is. This one is uh, Sergio Pettis against Koji Haraguchi. The knockout was amazing, but the comeback was, was equally amazing. You know, three rounds down, and it wasn't just three against rounds down. Against such a good guy, yeah. though, yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, and against a guy who you know, basically kind of totally outmatched him. He wasn't just three rounds down, was he? He was three rounds down and getting just beaten from pillar to post, wasn't he? Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it looked like it was kind of slipping away. And obviously, you know, to get the spectacular knockout is is absolutely huge. But to do it against somebody like Haraguchi, you know, he, he may have been out of the kind of the shot or the the American or North American European kind of bubble of MMA and kind of out in the wilderness for a while, but everybody knows how good he is. And uh, if, if you had forgotten, you you were reminded in them, them first three rounds about how good Haraguchi is. And, um, you know, if you had, a, if you had to come to either us or any kind of seasoned MMA fan, uh, three rounds down and said, who's going to win this? You know, they, they all would have been, it seemed inevitable that yeah. Haraguchi was going to kind of cruise, you know, he didn't even have to really do much to, to get to the, to victory, to a decision victory. So yeah, it was definitely the comeback of the year, in my opinion. And obviously, uh, getting a spectacular knockout just puts the cherry on top of it. Yeah. I, I remember, I think I tweeted in like the middle of the fight and I was basically like, this one's over, you know. <laughs> What's the point of doing the last it's two rounds? Utterly, there? utterly hopeless. <laughs> it's hopeless. There's no, there's no hope. Uh, just you know, it, without a shadow of a doubt, I think uh, the the comeback of the year here was it was just it was just unbelievable altogether. There were some other good ones as well, though, and a couple of great ones like that that same night. I wonder or, what the the like yeah. in play odds were at the time. Oh, they were big, I'd say, because <laughs> the the odds beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I, I went for Haraguchi at my betting show, and I think he was minus money coming in. But like there, there was other good comebacks as well. Though don't get me wrong, like Clay Guida against Leonardo dos Santos. Remember that he was almost fucking dead in that fight, and he came back and he won it. Spike Carlisle against Dan yeah, Moret. As well, the, the magnitude of the moment definitely plays yeah, into it again. Definitely, uh, Shemaev come back from from COVID. Glover Teixeira kind of coming back in his career from losing to Jones. Uh, I suppose that's not just this year, but uh, you know, uh, uh, Herb Dean coming back from uh, some of his performances oh, oh, to we, win the title. We, we'll get to Herb Dean. We'll get to Herb <laughs> Dean. Don't worry about that. Uh, Kai Kara France against uh, Rodrigo Bontorin. Oliveira versus Chandler. You could even say Oliveira versus fucking Paria. Uh, Ray Cooper against Magomed Karimov. That's another one. Like I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like a bit of a PFL stand here. I, I'd give a lot of these to PFL. Maybe not give them to PFL, but I think they. Uh, they deserve it. Anthony Johnson had a good comeback as well. Uh, Dash Vili. Darren Elkins always his great comebacks. So, yeah, it was actually a good year for comebacks. There was a lot of good comebacks. Nate Mayanis against Tony Gravely as well. So, there you go. Next one. Worst fight of the year. Um, this was a hard one because I feel like none of us actually went back and watched these fights <laughs> because we're like, fuck that. The motivation to watch a bunch of the worst <laughs> fights of the year. Like, it's just... Yeah. The winner was split here and it was... Uh, Caitlin Young versus Cindy Dandois. Now, I do remember that fight, and I do remember it being utterly shite. So, you know, that is <laughs> a worthy winner there, I would say. Uh, I actually voted for MVP versus yeah. Lima. I thought that was rubbish. I, I didn't like uh, that I think the standard was a, was a lot higher, though, as well, though. I, wa- I wasn't just sad watching that, Graham. I was just disappointed, you know? <laughs> 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 
Dumont versus Ladd was another one. Izzy versus Vieira uh, Vittori too. Davis Romero actually got a got a couple of votes as well. Um, anything else there? Nimkov versus Davis. Day Davis and Davis and Andoir are kind of yeah. You know, they're almost you up there. Beat, you got to beat the champion to beat the champion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just go to their topologies or their shirt dogs to pick out the categories for this every year. Always oh, Lima's. I'd nearly put Lima in that as well. Lima's some shockers over the last few years. He's oh, I just uh, I just deleted a category out of there. Can I can I bring that back? How do I do that? Oh yeah, beautiful. I got back. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what the fuck is after happening here? No, but I'm okay. Um, right, next one. Let me just make sure it is the fucking next one in case I. Uh, what was the last one we did? Under uh, worst fight year. Oh yeah, underperformer of the year. Uh, the cat. The the nominations for underperformer of the year in 2021. Kevin Holland, oh and two, with one no contest. Darren Till, one and oh, with like three uh, fights that didn't happen. Douglas Lima, my guy, oh and two. Anthony Pettis, not as good as his brother, oh and two. Rory McDonald, one and two. Bit harsh though, because he could, should be two and one. Uh, Stephen Thompson, he's fight. By the time this comes out, he's he's fought, so he could be oh and two, or else he's one and one. So we will see. Uh, Amanda Nunes, one and one, and Conor McGregor, two and oh as well, or oh and two even, which is a bit harsh though, because he broke his leg. But the winner, Darren Till. Um, I, I I think the fact that Darren Till was a title challenger at welterweight and everyone was like, oh, I was too soon. Give him another couple of years, he'll improve. And he's basically done nothing but lose since is a big part of it. And he lost to Derek Brunson this year. I just think a lot of people are very disappointed in, in Darren yeah. Till's maybe career trajectory. I can see why he won it. But for this year, for me, like I went Kevin Holland just because of how much hype was behind him, you know. People were talking about maybe, you know, getting into title contention and winning Ooh, titles. Uh, no, one, no one said that, Graham. <laughs> and people were talking about him getting into title contention. No, they were. No, they weren't. No. Did you forget the podcast were, we just you, recorded? No. <laughs> sure, you even made a prediction that he was going to be the uh, the I champion. Know. So And he fought three times and didn't win. So, yeah, I, I went for Kevin Holland. But Darren uh, Taylor's career kind of has, you know, fallen off. But I'm not sure if it's mainly, you know, 2021 yeah uh, so, I, I went yeah. for uh, I went for Kevin Holland too as well um, we were the only two to go for Kevin Holland Graham we were fucking in agreement but uh, we were uh, we were over everybody's forgotten how kind of hyped Kevin Holland yeah. was at one stage <laughs> at the start of the year yeah that's true I'd say maybe uh, but anyway uh, right the next one worst decision of the year now uh, this was a tough one it's always a tough one every year I think what made it a little bit easier this year was PFL I think again because PFL were in that bubble for a while and um, they had you know none of the the world class judges maybe there so um, the winner of this turned out to be Rory McDonald versus Gleason Tebow and let me just make sure but I think everyone voted for that did they? Uh, no we had we had one or two other votes oh yeah Barber versus Maverick uh, a lot of people were saying that one um, I, I thought Brendan Lachnan versus Kabalov. I didn't vote for that. I voted for Rory versus McDonald. I didn't. That was a great one. Um, uh, Ashley Zapileta on Invicta as well was nominated. Christian Lee was nominated against Ray Young. Dillashaw Sandhagen was gonna nominated, but I didn't think that was really a robbery. Um, there was another one as well, wasn't there? What was it? Oh yeah, Macy Barber versus Mandar Avery was that one? I kind of forgot there. So yeah, um, Rory versus. Rory versus Tebow, I think, was a standout one. I think that had to win it. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was a, a wrong decision, yeah. but uh, I think I think it deserved to win. I voted for it as well. But if it's going to happen to somebody who's going to get a dodgy decision, I think 
Tebow, maybe he, 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 deserves he had that, uh, yeah, he he had that come and he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy he was at home shaking in his boots, getting you know, uh, yeah, he's been that one's been a long time coming, hasn't it? For, for all for all Gleason, maybe a look for all Gleason, you know. <laughs> They didn't give him any rounds against the beam. That was a disgrace. Oh, no. Maybe Martin Campman will get one one of these. <laughs> he says, you think? Oh, do you, you surely get that reference. Yeah, come on, Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Anyone else? Who else did Diego Sanchez rob? He robbed Martin Campman. Uh, was it Dwayne? Well, Campman was robbed by somebody else as well, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Uh, in a main event, I think so. I can't remember. These fucking judges, sure, Graham. They haven't a clue. I have no fucking clue what they're doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> non UFC fighter of the year. This was a, this was a hotly contested as one as well. This was tough. Um, uh, did some of the nominations? Oak Ray Young again. He went three and zero. Beat Alvarez and Lee. Uh, claimed the one lightweight title. Uh, Marais. I think what happened. Marais. He only had the one fight this year, beating Demetrius Johnson. Uh, so maybe that held him back a little bit. Corey Sands, uh, or, so not Corey Sand again. Uh, Corey Anderson, uh, Sergio Pettis, they both went two and zero. House Mafeo went four and zero in PFL, as did Ray Cooper. Um, Joe McCulgan over in Cage Warriors won the title. Vadim Nimkov, Roberto Saldic, Bruno Capiloza again. AJ McKee, but the winner I've already mentioned. Ray Cooper, my guy. I I think he deserves it. I um I was glad to see him winning it. Um, I, do you know what? Even though I didn't vote for him, I, I've I feel I feel like <laughs> I didn't the, vote for him either. Yeah, the two, the two of us didn't, I just realized there away. Like maybe I should have voted for him, but uh, yeah, I didn't vote for him, and he still won. Um, but yeah, I, look, Ray Cooper is just the guy who I, I I wrote it in the article. I think he's the most underrated fighter maybe in the history of him. Maybe not, the, but he's one of them. Because just because he's not in the UFC and just because he's not, you know, a sexy name or anything like that, this guy beats some fucking very, very good fighters and he's always there and he's consistent as hell as well. I think we need to start putting some respect on the name of Ray Cooper and I'm very, very glad he won this and he's fair play, fair play to him. Ray Cooper, Graham, a few yeah. words on Ray. Yeah, I, uh, I think he does deserve it uh, for all the reasons you said, even though <laughs> even though I didn't vote for him. It's a Ryan Giggs award here, is it? <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah maybe it is it's a bit of an accumulation i remember aj mckee even though he only had one fight just as i kind of mentioned earlier the kind of coming of age moment showing that he kind of can can do everything that we kind of hoped he would be able to do well it looks like he can anyway and beating such high caliber opponent like in in the fashion he did um you know pitbull has obviously you know been at the top of bellator for a long time now and um AJ McKee is is the real deal. Like I'd love to see him in the UFC. I'd love to see Ray Cooper in the UFC as well. Like you know, um, uh, for selfish reasons or to see them fight anywhere. You know, uh, the UFC seems the easy kind of place to to just get them all in. It's probably seems Scott the most Oakley likely. Manager, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd I'd like to see them fight some of the kind of you know top guys in the division just to see exactly where they were. I'd be be very interested. Uh, we've obviously seen you know people in the past come over and not do so well, but we've also seen people come over and do really well. So you never exactly know until, until you see them come over. And we still don't know with AJ McKee and Ray Cooper, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to find out in the near future. Indeed, 100%. Uh, right, next one is the event of the year. This is often a very a very tough one because it's hard to remember and you can't go back and watch all of these. But uh, some of the nominations, uh, Risen, Trigger 1, uh the Holloway versus Rodriguez fight, One Revolution, Cage Warriors 125, Bellator 263, 
And then a lot of the recent UFCs are brilliant. Fon versus Aldo, UFC 268, UFC 269, UFC 264 and 267 and 261 as well. All nominated. Um, but the winner, and it's almost a consensus, not in, was UFC 268. What, what a card this was. If you don't remember, two uh, title fights. Usman beat Covington. Nam Yunus beat Zhang. Both good fights. Um, Marlon Vera had that good kind of comeback win, you could say, against the ghost of Frankie Edgar. Burgos versus Quarantillo was maybe one of the most underrated fights this year. Gaethje versus Chandler, literally the fight of the year. Uh, Alex Pereira flying knee. I, I don't know that I mentioned that, but I think that was nominated for KO of the year. Bobby Green versus Aya Quinta was a very good quick KO. We had... Uh, Ian Gary on the card as well. I was going to call him something there, which I will call him in a second when we get to that. But uh, he he was on that as well. That KO, I know if people remember from Imavov, uh, it was a KO from a crucifix. Absolutely brilliant. Charles Barnett, remember that the big fat lad? His uh, his KO as well. It was an unbelievable night. So UFC two six eight consensus here basically. That one had to win it. It was an absolutely fantastic, amazing award. Uh, Next one is my. I don't, I don't know. One. I don't know if it's like recency bias, but for me, the the two biggest contenders were two six eight and two six nine. Yeah, I think just because of well. the amazing upset and uh, you know all that stuff as well mixed in there. But obviously, two six eight is a worthy winner. Yeah, I had two six nine first, and then I looked through two six eight as I was doing the the getting it together, and I was like, it has to be that. There's just too many award winners kind of on that, and too you know it has to be two six eight. I think, but yeah, I think look two six nine was. Uh, was pretty amazing too. It was it was phenomenal. Um, right, next one, the shocking moment of the year. Let me just make sure. That's there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, shocking moment of the year is next. Uh, <laughs> and this one, I'm so glad this won it. I put it in kind of last minute. Who suge- someone suggested it? I suggested Who it suggested as a joke. It? Yeah, as a joke, and I put it in because like I don't actually think it is a joke. I think it's fair enough. Uh, but the winner of most shocking moment of the year. Herb Dean wins the world's best referee at the World MMA Awards. And this was voted in in all seriousness. So it shouldn't be a joke. It shouldn't be a joke. But it, it kind of, it's not a joke either, but it kind of is at the same time. Um, well, like it would be more of a, a shock if the MMA Awards weren't always such a joke as well. Though. Yeah, that's, that's a very, <laughs> very good point. But the fact that anyone could think he is the best referee in the world is beyond ridiculous but uh yeah so that that's our winner here and i think it's the rightful winner other other ones as well um obviously pettis with the spinning back fist i don't really like in fight kind of knockouts though to win this one because it's that's a little yeah, bit different I, I went for pena beating nunez yeah, that, but that was, insane, that was already, yeah. you know pena had already won and um, a lot of awards <laughs> so yeah. uh Maybe it's good that somebody else wins this. Indeed. Well done, Herb. Congratulations. <laughs> what? It's good. <laughs> I have no way Herb Dean with the, with the saver. Just um, sort of all the words are the same. Thanks, Herb. Thanks, uh, World MMA Awards. Good job. He won the best ref, and then he won the most shocking moment. So, fair play to uh, Conor McGregor breaking his leg, obviously, was another shocking moment as well. I thought that was yeah. going to win. I was I was a bit surprised, to be honest. But, um, you know, that's... For me, I, I knew there was problems going in yeah so it was less shocking to me yeah but it was still shocking (laughs) right uh and last one here before we get to the irish awards the commentator of the year another one that i'm i'm really really glad this guy won it and i think he deserves it because for the last three years he's been nominated he's gotten votes and he hasn't won it but Brad Wharton wins our commentator of the year for this year. And look, there might be a little bit of bias there because we were on the European side of it, but I don't care actually because he deserves it. He's a fantastic commentator. Um, 
he he's just so good at like facilitating the brilliant guys in Daniel Strauss and Daniel Hardy, the two Dans will put him there. He he doesn't say anything wrong. He says the you know yeah, he's so well educated yeah, and brilliant. what he should be educated on to such a good contrast to you know somebody like a Daniel Cormier as has been discussed a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah, and he can have a bit of a joke as well, which you do need on the the broadcast. He's just he's just really really good. And uh, do you know what? He no is? ego, you no know. There's ego. no trying to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big thing, I think. And he loves cage warriors like you could have someone there in, in that spot who's like oh I want to be the next UFC commentator and you know maybe Brad does and I'm not I'm not saying and he could do that fucking job 100% but he you can see his love for what's going on like Oban Elliott fights or Reese McKee fights or or you know even some lad on the undercard that might, might you know that might be 10 and 7 against the, the next up and he's as much joy to watch do- that fight or that guy as he does to watch Ian Gary or Paddy Pimlet and um calls it down the middle calls it the right way all the time and that's rare look it's it, no it's it's not that rare actually because we have some very very good commentators in MMA I don't, and I don't mean to say that Paul Felder fantastic he won it I think did he win it two years in a row he's definitely won it once anyway John Anik got a vote here fantastic Dan Hardy shout out to CM Punk it's, it's actually well. harder for the UFC guys kind of being mixed around with yeah, three man is. boots two man boots different people just some of it works better than others like Felder for example he works better with some people than others in two person situations rather than three persons you know Brad kind of he has it nailed down it's smooth what he's doing it's a, it can be a bit all yeah. over the place kind of uh, mainly due to no fault of their own for the UFC commentators. I think a big part of it too was Cage Warriors had like how many three trilogies this year? That's a lot of work and the fact that he kept consistent calling fucking 40 fights in the space of three days or whatever it might be that is that just takes you I think to the next level so um Fair play to Brad. Absolutely worthy winner here. Very, very, very deserving uh, of that. And, you know, maybe it's a hometown call, but it's it's the right one. It's the right call. I'm happy uh, with that. And I'm, I, I know you are too, uh, Graham. And fair play to Brad. Congratulations. Uh, right. Let's uh, let's look at the Irish awards. Um, whew, these were tough. These were very, very tough. There was a lot of standouts this year. There was a lot of people really, really deserving uh, of the awards. And uh, there were there were there was lots of people who got votes and uh it was it was very very close in in lots of them so uh the irish men's pro fighter of the year for 2021 is uh the future ian gary um two years in a row he's won the emerging prospect he said to me last year he should have won the this award uh, and he didn't but this year uh he does win it he knocked out uh achman he won the cage warriors title Signed for the UFC, won his UFC debut. It's very hard. Overcame adversity in terms of, yes. you know, the injury he was carrying going into the, the, the Cage Warriors title fight, the camp um, split, that like right before his fight, the adversity in the first round of his, of his UFC debut. You know, there was a lot going on. He changed countries and camps. You know, he overcame a lot outside of the cage as well as inside of the cage. Yeah, it was, it was an absolutely massive year for him. And, you know... Um, three wins is is a lot. The title is a lot. The UFC signing is a lot. There was some very very good years from other people as well. Joe McCallaghan won the Cage Warriors title. Paul Hughes won the interim title and beat Hinden as well. Richie Smullen won the RFP title. Had a great year. Peter Queeley got a Bellator shot and had beaten uh, Patricky before that. Yeah, Franz is the next one. Fen champion. Uh, Franz got a couple of votes as well. You know he won the tournament only a couple of weeks ago. Any other year, I think Franz Malambo would have walked it, honestly. He had a great year. Um, 
Brad Katona, I know, okay, could be Canadian, but he was in there, you know, he's been in Ireland for a few years as well. Brian Moore went one and one in Bellator. James Gallagher had a big fight, but on you know Conor McGregor, they they both lost fights this year, so they were probably out of it for that. Uh, Pedro Carvalho as well. What a win that was! Daniel Vajcic, that was arguably the biggest win uh, for someone training out of Ireland this year in terms of quality. So uh, Pedro Carvalho is, is a worthy person in there as well, and Pavel Politio as well. He went one on one in uh, in KSW, uh, but yeah, Ian Gary, look, he deserves it. I I, I think um, I don't think. Uh, Franz is the only other one I think that was that was up there against him. Um, I think maybe if Paul Hughes had one more fight, he would have been up there as well. If he had maybe got the Vucinic fight in the duology that just happened there, but unfortunately that's been moved to next year, so maybe he will be the one next year. But um, yeah, I, I think Ian Gary deserves it. And as you mentioned there, all the adversity that came with it as well was was a big big part of it. Um, so next the award that Ian Gary won the last two years in a row the emerging Irish prospect of the year there was lots of people up for this as well now you have to be 5-0 and or less to win this and this is a weird one as well if you, if you start like let, let's say someone because there's a lot of this combatches tournaments are and this is for next year it, it actually didn't come up this year what if someone has six fights in a year? I, I, I look. It either has to be five and zero, or you have to have like five fights in a year. I think we, we need to make that because it's very unfair. Like if someone starts the year as maybe one and zero or two and zero, and then has six or seven fights, to not win this because of that, I think would be unfair. So maybe we need to adjust that a little bit, and maybe someone can come up with a rule. But it didn't. It it didn't happen this year, thankfully, uh, for all the nominations as well as the winner. Uh, so some people nominated Danny Nealon. Um, she had a great win in Germany and great win in Dublin as well. John Mitchell, he went four and zero, or he is four and zero. He won twice in the uh, UAE Warriors. Ryan Shelley, uh, three fights in six months, won them all by finish. He's one of the top prospects coming through. Uh, Taka Mandu, one and one over in EFC. Uh, Ormond Shaban as well. Adam Shelley, uh, Kenny Mokahana had a good year. Uh, he went two and zero since turning pro. Nathan Kelly. Uh, Kieran Mulholland had a great uh, end of the year. Anyway, I think he won his last three fights in a row. Andreas Binder, Dario Sinogo, Kieran Clark had a fantastic year. Lee Hammond looked brilliant uh, in in his fight. James Sheehan, Paddy McCrory. There's loads of names here. Dara Thoman, Kaelin Lochran as well. Definitely deserves a mention. Uh, but the winner here was Palahan. Um and I think the fact that he went over to Combatches, I think he only he made his debut at, at Pro in the summer or something like that. And he had five fights, went four and one, looked absolutely phenomenal, looked great. Um, that Roales fight was absolutely fantastic. The European tournament, he kind of won that and went into the second tournament as well. Unfortunately, he lost one fight, but going four and one in the year, I know some of them are like those one round fights, but I, I think it's it stands. I think that definitely stands up. And Palahan is a worthy winner there. What, what do you think of that one, Graham? Yeah, I think he deserves it. I actually didn't vote for him. I think I voted for Danny Nealon, but I can kind of understand maybe she emerged maybe last year. The dogs are going mad in the background here, but... Uh, they don't like it. They don't like Palahan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of, of argy-bargy going on over this one, but uh, no, uh, I don't... I, I think uh, it, was, it was like, you know, it was a toss-up between the two of them. Uh, it depends on kind of... What your what your emerging Irish pros or emerging prospect kind of classification is? 
Yeah, indeed. Uh, but yeah, I agree. And I, uh, it's five fights or less. So uh, if he had one more fight, he wouldn't have been eligible. <laughs> so uh, I, I think a uh, worthy winner there. But a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people could have won that one. Uh, Danny got votes, as you mentioned, other people as well. So yeah, very, very worthy winner there. Um, next one, Irish amateur fighter of the year. Now this one for the last couple of years, it's been tough because of the Rona, but there was lots of fights this year and lots of more people. There was loads of people nominated. I got to a couple of them in a second. Um, but the winner here was Shauna Bannon. Um, and for a woman to win Irish Fighter of the Year, Amateur Fighter of the Year, it's the first time ever. And hopefully, in years to come, we'll be able to have an Irish female Amateur of the Year, that there'll be enough women coming through at Amateur that we can have two awards. But for the moment, the women and the men are together in the Amateur of the Year, and Sean Bannon deserves this without a shadow of a doubt. 5-0 this year, she just gave birth to her son at the end of last year, fighting all comers all over the world, short, not over the world, all over the UK and Ireland, short notice, uh, just won there at the weekend again now is going to turn pro next a phenomenal phenomenal year for Sean Bannon um, and you know Paddy Hoolan I mightn't agree with his uh, his coronavirus takes but as a, as a coach he looks like he's doing a he's doing a great job and um you know, she is very, very, a very, very good prospect here coming through and deserves this. Max Lally, I suppose, is the other guy that we have to, to mention. Uh, he was the IMAFU world champion, won two regional belts uh, in Cage Legacy as well. as fantastic. Ryan Kyo, another one who got a vote. He looks really fantastic. I think he's 7-1 now as an amateur, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he won a gold medal in the IMAFs as well. And there's a few other medalists as well in the IMFs, Taylor Quinn, Kaya Sullivan, um, Jordan Fury, Solomon Simon, I've been a big fan of his after seeing him in a cage legacy a while back, Tiernan Lochran, Oshin Fox, I know Andrew McGann's a big fan of his, Tory Gibson, um, who was fighting in cage legacy as well, and if Billy Sutherland, I know there's a couple more names as well, uh, Narius uh, Bartoska, uh, so yeah, one nine second KO at one stage as well, but um, yeah, Sean Bannon wins that. I think a very, very, very worthy winner there. So you can't, uh, you can't deny her that one's a fair play to her there. Right, the last few here. Um, Irish female fighter of the year as well. Uh, Shauna Bannon also nominated for that one. She had to be after her year. Uh, Sinead Kavanagh nominated. She, okay, she didn't win a fight this year, but when you fight for the Bellator title, you have to be up there. Uh, Dee Begley as well got a couple of wins this year. One win anyway. And it, but it was to me it was a sh- uh, uh, a shootout between Danny Nealon and Liam McCourt for this one. Danny Nealon two wins, uh, one in Germany as I mentioned earlier on, and one over in uh, or one at Bellator Dublin, fantastic. And then Liam McCourt had two wins, but I think that Harding win just separated Liam McCourt. When you are ranked number four in the world, you beat someone who's also ranked. I think that should matter more. The context should matter more. And Liam McCourt is our winner. I think she's the rightful winner for this year. Danny can be very, very aggrieved as well, I think, because she was right up there. And I think between all of these uh, ladies over the next few years, it could be very close. But for the first time ever, which is a bit surprising, uh, Liam McCourt wins it. Worthy winner, Graham. Yeah, definitely. I think the you know the, the caliber of the opponent she finished is probably what I took her for. But uh, Danny Nealon, as you mentioned, was definitely. I don't know if we're saying it correct. Is it Danny Nealon or Danny Nealon? It's Nealon. Yeah, it's Nealon. I've yeah. been corrected, and it's yes, yeah, Danny Nealon. Yeah, yeah. Danny Nealon. <laughs> Just to make sure, uh, Danny Nealon definitely had a great year uh, as well, uh, and is uh, you know as I mentioned, is definitely uh, a really really good prospect and a top pro. And, you know, both of them, you know, it'll be interesting to see how far both of them can, can go. Uh, Liam, of course, is, is surprising, as you said, that she probably had, it's surprising that she hasn't won this award before, but uh, 
she's kind of you know as you mentioned she's fighting on a bigger stage it's more jeopardy it's the highest what was a rank fifth or sixth at the time yeah. that she beat so uh, yeah i think she probably just edged it out with that yeah indeed 100 percent. uh and the last uh award here of the year the last irish award and the last award in our awards uh is the irish gym of the year um and this went to fight academy ireland above in belfast which I, I'm glad because Hughes won an award, won a belt, McColgan won a belt, but neither of them won awards, which is very, very tough because like any other year, they'd be right up there for awards. But, you know, Ian Gary had such a good year and others as well. Um, Fight Academy Ireland, when you have two Cage Warriors champions like this, uh, I mentioned earlier on Kieran Holland, I think he went 3-0 in the latter part of the year. Uh, McCrory as well, I think won two fights. But McColgan and Hughes went, went undefeated this year. I think they deserved it. Look, uh, SVGHQ, as always, are going to be right up there, and they got some votes. This was a very, very, very close one again. I think it was 5-4, to four, if I'm not mistaken, so it was that close. Uh, but yeah, FAI uh, win it, and I think are a, are a very, very deserving winner. They've been around for a long time, Graham, going at it. Uh, McColgan and Hughes, t- you know, two of them going at it for a long time as well. And it's good to see, you know, MMA around the country. When we started this vote, Ashling Daly kind of railroaded into us starting this. And I didn't want to do it because I thought SBG would win it every year. I'm not going to lie. Just because of, you know, where they are and because they have McGregor and because they have Gallagher and all of that. But, you know, McGregor lost twice. <clears throat> Queeley lost for the title. Gallagher lost for the title. If those had won, even if those maybe had won, it, this could have swayed it the other way. But the fact they didn't, the fact that these two lads won the titles and FAI won it. This is, I suppose, why we brought and in we them. have separated, like, you know, SBG Charlestown and SBG HQ. Which you different, different gyms, yeah. yeah, just so, just explain to the people. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. another, another uh, honourable mention is uh, Team KF, obviously. 100%. Uh, if, if Gary had stayed with the team, they might have been, they might have been winning this one, but uh, things turned out differently, but they definitely still had a, had a really good year. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Fight Academy Ireland, you know, having two cage warriors champions is, is absolutely huge. And as you said, there, uh, any other year, they probably would have picked up more awards for their, for their fighters. So uh, yeah, it's good to see, uh, it's good to see them win the award. Here's a question for you. Ian Gary is at Sanford MMA now, right? I think Dean Barry is over there as well. Imagine Dean Barry comes into UFC, Ian Gary's there. Can they win Irish MMA gym of the year next year? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think you have to be in Ireland. Okay, be Irish fair enough. Sanford MMA Irish Jimmy <laughs> that would be a bit weird, all right? But yeah, definitely. Look, Team Kefir right up there as well. Um, uh, you know they they've had Omar Shaban and and the Shelleys and others as well have had uh, had great years. So you know this is a, an award that could be uh, could be hotly contested over the next few years with the up and coming gyms. You know from Paddy Hoolan's gym to Owen Roddy's gym to Chris Fields' gym to FAI. You know Reese McKee's yeah. gym. Loads as well. of these gyms are really like young gyms that are kind of yeah. in their infancy. It's easy to forget. You know they've some of them have had a lot of success early, but they're still you know still building and learning and. Yeah, I expect them to get stronger as the years go on, and that award will be continue to be a really tough award to decide, and will probably be a split vote again in in future yeah. years. So. SPG Cork as well had the emerging prospect of the year, you know, in Palahan, MMA Cork do great things. Team Rhino, we can't forget about them. Shaolin over in Galway, you know, Team Torres is, you know, I think Leah's kind of back with Team Torres now, so you know they could be winning it next year. Imagine if Leah was to, to go on and maybe win a championship or something like that. Um, you know, so it's very, very interesting. Andrew McGann would be fucking delighted if, if that happened, but uh, we'll, uh, we will see. So congratulations uh, to all our winners, especially the Irish winners. Um, 
well deserved it's been a great year for Irish MMA and we're very proud to be able to, to sit here and talk about all you and cover all you you do a great job and we wouldn't be able to, to do it without you so congratulations to all the winners Herb Dean especially well done Herb <laughs> congratulations to you and uh, yeah we will leave it at that Graham thanks for joining me uh, thanks everyone for listening patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast if you haven't signed up yet sign up now boom happy new year we'll see you all next time good luck